Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. President Trump and MAGA Nation beginning the week with some very good news. News on the Marxist Dems and the Deep State's political persecution of the 45th president. A federal appellate panel temporarily lifted the gag order put on the president by Marxist judge Tanya Chutkin. Trump's attorneys will plead the president's case and plead his constitutional free speech rights before a panel of three judges in two weeks. All three of those judges appointed, of course, by Marxist Dem presidents. The even better news is President Trump will be able to appeal to the Supreme Court if those judges vote their party line against the president. And more good news for President Trump in his Mar-a-Lago documents case in Florida. Judge Aileen Cannon will delay the classified documents case against Trump for the foreseeable future, and most likely, that trial won't begin until after the 2024 election. Judge Cannon has taken serious issue with a special counsel, junkyard jackal Jack Smith, and his motives in this case. Smith's team actually told Judge Cannon that Trump's March 4th case regarding January 6th wouldn't interfere with a May 20th trial for the Mar-a-Lago documents case. Imagine that. Cannon reacted in disbelief. She admonished the Department of Justice's prosecutor for his level of understanding about the realities of those two cases. She also then asked for an example of the Department of Justice ever bringing two criminal cases against the same defendant in a compressed schedule. The special counsel had no answer. By comparison, President Joe Biden is still a free man and still defiant. The White House told House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer that the Bidens won't turn over any loan documents to the committee. Comer told us on The Great America Show 
that the $240,000 in checks that they uncovered recently reveal not a loan, but rather outright money laundering. The White House Lou's trying to say these two checks were loans. They don't have any evidence that they were loans other than on the, the memo line of the check, it says loan repayment. But even if they were loans, Lou, it doesn't matter. The family couldn't have paid the money back had they not influence peddled the healthcare company in Florida and and the the Chinese national. So either way, Joe Biden's two hundred forty thousand dollars better off because the family's influence peddling. Chairman Comer told us also that he expects the Bidens to be subpoenaed in just days. This is a scam. They they had different accounts. They laundered money, but uh, because we've got these bank accounts in, we're very close to bringing in the Bidens. I, I would say it's a matter of days before they get served. Uh, we needed to have the bank records because now, if we didn't have those bank records, we couldn't say, Jim Biden, what is this $200,000 check to your brother Joe Biden? No one knew about that till we got the bank record. So we built up a case, and and you know I think that we just about got enough bank records to where we can bring them in and ask them specific questions with, with specific hard evidence in the form of bank statements. So it appears there may soon be an accounting for the Biden crime family. There are a number of Democrats working behind the scenes, by the way, to replace Biden if he chooses not to run or can't run. That according to Politico. Politico also reporting that some of the people involved are Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, and California Governor, naturally, Gavin Newsom. And another good news item for President Trump and MAGA Nation, a new McLaughlin poll shows 76% of Republican voters do not want any more primary debates. They've made up their minds, and they want the challengers to quit wasting time and money running for a nomination that is clearly Donald Trump's, and to instead unite behind President Trump and work to defeat the Marxist Dems in 2024. And I say, so be it. Joining us now to take all of this up and much more, Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Congresswoman, we're delighted to have you with us here and welcome you to The Great America Show. Let's start with the new speaker and your take on his first few days on the job. Well, number one, I want America to know that we have a speaker finally that they can be proud of. Mike Johnson is honest. He's trustworthy. He's going to tell the truth. And and when you shake his hand and you look him in the eye, you're you know you're dealing with an honest man. And I believe that he'll bring he'll bring trust back to the institution of Congress. He'll bring bring trust back to the Republican Party and the Republican Conference. And that is that's what the American people want. That's what the American people need. And that's what the American people deserve. And um, he's done a great job. He's a strong, staunch fiscal conservative. And you're show, you're seeing his leadership shown on and with those fiscal conservative values just in the first few days. And I'll tell you, Lou, in the first 24 hours of him of him being speaker, we, we voted on over 50 amendments like he is putting us to work. And tonight, the rumor is on the Hill that we're going to be voting until like one or two o'clock in the morning today. I mean, he is really just put uh, putting us to work. And that is a great thing for America. That is a great thing. And yeehaw. I mean, it's, hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah. extraordinary. I have to I have to tell you, I'm I'm sort of uh, incredulous because he looks to 
conform to everything I could have asked for in a Speaker of the House. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. so I get very nervous when I'm that <laughs> when I'm that enthused about a, a politician, if you will. Uh, but no, it I, seems I, to be I warranted. That too, and I'm nervous. I'm nervous for him. Like, I don't want him to get, you know, eaten up and spit out by the swamp up here. And I hate using the word swamp. It's so cliche. But D.C. is a swamp. And there are dark forces at play here that want to corrupt individuals, including those in leadership. And and I just think he's, he's such a man of faith. I, I do have great confidence that he will not fall uh, or be culpable to all the things that a lot of leaders fall to, right? The, the forces within the D.C. establishment. I, I don't see him going that way, but time will tell. And I'm very encouraged by his speeches, his his honesty. I met his wife, Kelly, this morning. They're just good, wholesome people who want to do what's right for this country and turn our nation around. And that's what our country needs right now. A, a real leader. Uh, I mm. think what we're both saying is uh, we know the force of the swamp and we know the yeah. uh, the pressures that he is automatically under. Uh, and so mm -hmm. many have succumbed, as you say. Uh, have the hurt feelings uh, over the, the those rounds of voting? And uh, you know, to me, it, it was nothing compared to what the 118th Congress started out as 15 rounds of votes. And suddenly, if you went three, that was a lot. So there are new standards and expectations. Expectations, but are, are those are, are the rhinos hurt feelings? Uh, what's going on there? I, I think it'll take time for the dust to settle. I know that the eight of us that fired the former speaker, we are going to be uh, challenged like we've never been challenged before. And again, there are dark forces at work in D.C. and in the establishment who want to do harm and take vengeance. And we're going to have to stand strong against all of that. This was a principled thing that we did. It also, Lou, happened to be the most popular vote we've had all year because 75 percent of the country thought the last speaker was ineffective. And and um, and so to have this new one and his leadership, you know, I think we have to wait for the dust to sort of settle. But there are going to be consequences for us. And this week, for example, uh, I can't tell you how many articles there are going to be out about me and some of the others that are just total nonsense, smearing us, finding, you know, petty reasons to beef up why we're irrelevant. But in fact, we did the most relevant thing in the Congress this year, which is get us a speaker that's going to work hard and be someone we can be proud of. I have to say, as you, I think you're styling it perfectly correctly, uh, putting mm -hmm. this man in the speakership. Uh, is uh, extraordinarily important. And I think the American people are going to understand that as the days pass here. Uh, and talking about the work ethic of the Congress, the 118th Congress, uh, it was not uh, exactly setting any new land speed records uh, coming into the new speakership. And this raises the question, November 17th, uh, that's when the mm -hmm. CR drops spending. Uh, the spending issues are absolutely critical. Uh, are we going to get single uh, subject bills? Are we going to get appropriations bills, 12 separate bills uh, moving through this Congress? Do you I know you have the time. Will get, you take the time? Yeah, we are going to get 12 bills, uh, appropriations bills. We just did our fifth one last night. We're doing a, another another one or two this week. We'll do the rest, I believe, next week. Now, will we'll Chuck Schumer play ball on that? I doubt it. Um, and so we're going to have to have an alternate plan 
to whether that's short-term spending gaps on the 12 bills or some type of short-term spending gap that starts to cut spending when they don't take up the 12 appropriations bills. But the House has the power of the purse and we need to use it. And we have laws in this country and we've got to follow them. One of those laws, Lou, is that we're supposed to have a budget and we're supposed to have 12 separate spending bills. And it's past time for us to follow the law. And, and so my other hope is once we get through November 17th, whatever that looks like, is that Mike Johnson will get a head start on next year so that we we don't get uh, ramrodded by Schumer, you know, next year when it's September 30th. Oh, we don't have the spending bills. We got to do an omnibus or a CR. No, we're done doing that. We need to follow the law. And um, so I hope that we get a head start on a budget and the spending for next year so we don't get in this log jam that Republicans and Democrats repeatedly get into. There's no surprise September 30th is the end of the year for Congress financially. So this should not be a surprise. These should think all things should be done by the spring or summer of next year. So there's plenty of time to go back and forth with the Senate on the spending and the budget. I wonder if you would be good enough to educate us a little bit about those appropriations bills uh, and to give us a sense of why the Senate, uh, why the House Republicans are concerned what the reaction is of the Senate. Because once you send those appropriations bills, as I understand it, that's up to the Senate. And whatever the consequence is, whether they choose to act or not, is on the Democratic Party that runs the United okay. States Senate. We're going to be back with Congresswoman Nancy Mace in just one moment. Great American. Stay with us. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Congresswoman Nancy Mace. And uh, Congresswoman, I I just have to ask you, uh, Mm -hmm. it makes no sense to me of why uh, we worry about the Senate, because that's in Democrat hands. If they don't act, mm-hmm. and I and I may I may hate myself for this, but asking you for the for the education for the audience and for me, why why would not the Republican conference be delighted to put those appropriations bills on Chuck Schumer's desk and say, you know, partner, here you go and uh, devil take the hindmost. It's on you. Well, the, the the risk when you do it at the last minute, like what the former speaker did, he, he forced us in this situation. If we had had Mike Johnson in January, we wouldn't be where we are today. But because everything is so last minute, it allows the Senate to jam us up on the spending bills. They can refuse to take them up and find another revenue bill and send us back an omnibus. And then you're playing a, a game of, you know, uh, of chicken, basically, you know, do you shut the government down over an omnibus or the spending bills, et cetera? 
And, you know, there's a risk when you shut the government down with those who are in power. Um, and in some cases, some people like that, some people don't. But, you know, the, the risk here is that Schumer gets to railroad us with spending that we don't want to do. And so we do this to ourselves every time we do things at the last minute. Um, and we were forced into this position. But we've got to have some negotiating room. Uh, we've got to get border security. And so in the next couple of weeks, trying to find that leverage to make sure that we're prioritizing things that are important to the American people as we go through this process. How about this as a response? 30 day mm -hmm. CRs. Uh, the House responds with 30 day CRs uh, for every department, uh, the entire executive. And and that's it. And you make the decision, period, yeah. whether or not they're living There's up to their responsibilities. There's some to actually talk of that. Actually, I would I would be in favor of even shorter CRs, like one week or two, to really force uh, them to take up those spending bills. And so there's some discussion on what alternative options might be to, to try to negotiate and get Schumer to the table on the appropriations and the spending bills. And that is a, a scenario that some folks are strategizing over now. We're running out of time. We were forced in this position. And so we've got to do the 12 bills immediately and then figure out how we can leverage what we've done so far to get what we want. We cannot have an omnibus or a minibus. We can't do what we've always done. That, that option's not on the table, and we've got to stop yeah. that uh, any way that we can. Well, in that case, it's going to be a historic uh, uh, period in Congress, uh, and the workload that you're talking about is significant. But I have to yes. believe at least substantial work had been done in the Appropriations Committee already. Uh, it won't maybe last minute, but it, it should be fully formed. Most right? of the work's already been done. Most of the work, as you said, Lou, it's already been done. We even have a proposal to balance the budget that oh. the former speaker kept hidden in a drawer somewhere, wouldn't let it out. It's a 10-year balance budget plan put forth by Jody Arrington. We have a plan and it exists, but Kevin, you know, the former speaker wouldn't allow the American people to see it, right? And so um, there, and the appropriators have, have worked really hard all year. They've got appropriations bills ready to go, but again, they were held back by the former speaker and the new speaker saying, we're moving forward and we're moving forward faster than we ever have. And we're gonna have a lot of votes and a lot of legislation and make good on the promises that we made the American people earlier this year. And is the divide between Democrats and Republicans a stumbling block, or is it more the divide between rhinos and the rest of the conference? It's a, it's all of the above right now. There there are different factions within the party, but then the party versus Democrats. I really wish we would keep our eye on the ball and keep our focus on the president and his policies that if we don't get a new president, none of this matters. Uh, we cannot continue the failed Biden administration, the corrupt administration, the corrupt president. If we don't change that, nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter what Republicans do on the Hill if if the corruption starts at the top. And so that really has to be a focus next year as well. Like we could have all the border security funding in the world ready to go and we could spend it. But if the Biden administration you know, wants to put the kibosh on it, it doesn't matter until we have a president who understands that we've got to shut it down and who will shut it down. None of it. None of it really matters at this point, because it is as a member of the Oversight Committee. Uh, you mm -hmm. all have produced extraordinary uh, amounts of evidence uh, that is with at least prima facie uh, would be uh, the basis of any charge in a, in a criminal court. Uh, that criminal charge is called an impeachment in the House of Representatives. And the president of the United States is clearly uh, corrupt, 
compromised uh, and incapable of carrying out his uh, duties as president of the United States. I mean, it's straightforward. Everyone yeah. watching <laughs> understands it. So are you saying that we are not going to see an impeachment? I, well, I don't know how the new speaker will handle. I can tell you the former speaker told conservatives that we were absolutely going to impeach Joe Biden. And then two hours later on the same day, went to moderates and said we were never going to impeach Joe Biden. We have a new speaker now who will be honest about the process, and he's a constitutional attorney. What he said last night um, in front of the conference was that we're going to follow the facts and follow the evidence. We are just now on oversight showing documentation of actual checks that were written to Joe Biden. Looks like the big guy actually did get 10 percent. And so we're in the process of showing the flow of the money from places like communist China and uh, elsewhere into the bank account of the of the president. We have to show that evidence. We have to show the flow of the LLCs and how the money got there so that we can show that real bribery happened. It can't just be one check. We've got to show multiple uh, funding mechanisms that they did to show money laundering, wire fraud and bribery. And bribery is in um is a reason to impeach a president. That is one of the reasons that you can't impeach a president. And so we've got to show all of the evidence significantly and then move forward. And I believe in Mike Johnson that once we get to that point where it's time for an impeachment vote, that we will have it when the evidence shows it. But there's got to be due process. We have to follow the law. We have to do better than what Nancy Pelosi did, which was politicize the impeachment process, which means deliberative, due diligence, due process, and follow the Constitution to a T so that no one can question the results of the impeachment. I think if you had video evidence, uh, a smoking gun, a literal smoking gun, mm -hmm. uh, showing the President of the United States uh, shooting uh, at someone on Fifth Avenue, which seems to be the Marxist Dems' preferred location, uh, that that would not be considered sufficient evidence. What do you believe is sufficient evidence? Uh, because I think you've got more than sufficient evidence to bring a charge mm -hmm. uh, against the president of the United States. What do you think? What does the committee think is adequate? Because now we're it's we're in the 11th month of the 118th mm -hmm. Congress and nothing has moved. Hunter Biden hasn't even been subpoenaed. Oh, I know. I know. Well, we got to subpoena Hunter Biden. And quite frankly, I want to talk to the bookkeeper. I don't know why the bookkeeper hasn't been subpoenaed because that person knows where all the bodies are buried. And, you know, we have to show Joe Biden's hands and fingerprints on this thing. And we're only at the beginning of that process. We finally have our hands on some bank records and checks to show that. And um, I, I want to see us get a little more evidence of that so that it's undeniable because the mainstream media, as you said, are going to look the other way. And so, like, for example, one of these checks, the $200,000 check last week that came out was about uh, a loan, quote, loan repayment. And if you're right. cooking the books, you you mark it down as a loan payment to avoid paying taxes. Right. Um, the other thing is that if that was an actual loan repayment, then there would be documentation to support it. We have to find out where is the loan document, where the where are where is it say what the loan was for and how it's going to be paid back and all those things. And so we still have some loose ends that we have to tie up. And I think tax fraud is going to be a part of it, too. I think there's just a whole uh, slew of crimes that have been committed here. But we have to show it can't just be Hunter. We've got to show Joe Biden with his hands in the cookie jar. 
And as as we look at this uh, situation, we're looking at uh, the, again. As I said, we're going in. We're in the eleventh month now of the hundred eighteenth Congress. Uh, we're running short toward election day. Uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a high pressure moment. Uh, we're talking uh, with Representative Nancy Mace about it all uh, on Capitol Hill. A lot of a lot of history is going to be made. Uh, we'll see uh, what uh, what direction that's going to take uh, through the eyes of Representative Mace. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So we're back. We're talking with Representative Nancy Mace. And I have to say, the the issues here now are galvanizing American attention. You're going to have something now that you haven't had before, and that is the American people watching you like uh, like lasers uh, to see what's happening in your committee. Uh, this is now the moment, and uh, with uh, actually what are, we're we're talking about just one year before election uh, day, 2024. Uh, your thoughts about where will there be an impeachment? And by what date do you think is it necessary uh, to bring that impeachment? Well, the date will be determined by the speed of the investigation. And again, under Speaker Mike Johnson, I believe you'll see timelines move up. And I think you'll see us in our committees work more faster than than the committee chairman were allowed to previously. I don't think he's going to drag it out like the former speaker. I think that he will be judicious, will be deliberative, and he'll allow the committee chairman to to put forth everything that we've got in a timely manner. And I think you'll see things go faster than they were before. And, and I don't think we should have a set date. I think obviously before the end of next year would be great. But um, but um at the point where the evidence is so overwhelming that Joe Biden's hands are in the cookie jar, that there is overwhelming evidence of the bribery, the corruption, the tax fraud, the wire fraud, the money laundering, all that, they'll be they'll become a, a tipping point. And whenever that is, that could be December, that could be, you know, April, whenever that time frame is, that's when it needs to happen because we have to follow the Constitution and we have to do an impeachment process better than Nancy Pelosi, better than the last guy, so that the American people can believe in the institution and in the process. And that you know, it wasn't you're, political. You're up against uh, something you understand very well, and that is the attention span and the memory of the American public. Uh, Nancy Pelosi yeah. is now a, a figment of memory in the part of most Americans. Uh, I think what they're going to hold you to is what uh, seemed to be the promise of the 118th, and that was to deliver on yeah. four investigating committees. Uh, and if that doesn't yep. happen, it's going to be a, a issue. Why? Why? What are? What has the committee been waiting on? Uh, to subpoena 
Hunter Biden, James Biden. What, from what, what from what I can tell and what I've been told is that um, they've been wanting to get certain bank records before they do the subpoenas, because if they once they subpoena Hunter, then the committee will be locked up in a lawsuit and they won't be able to get any other bank records. I'm not an attorney, so it's been hard for me to verify whether that is, that is a reality or if that's if that was a figment of the former speaker's imagination and just an excuse. I don't know. Um, but from what we've been told, they want to get as many bank records as possible before the committees get tied up in lawsuits when they start to subpoena people that don't want to come before the oversight committee. I wonder if Richard Nixon ever thought of that. That would have been a great idea. Just hire a law firm and uh, sue the U.S. Congress. I, I do think that's a figment of somebody's imagination. It does have a McCarthy-esque uh, ring to it. Uh, I mm -hmm. don't know what the, the reality of it is uh, myself. I, I give us a sense that the leader of the party is without question. Donald J. Trump, president of the mm -hmm. United States, running for to be the 27th, uh, the 47th president of the United States. Uh, what's the relationship now between uh, the Republican Party and Donald Trump? And are we going to see the party rise unified against the Marxist stems that are devastating this nation? Uh, it may not be clear to the committees, but it is clear to the American people. Uh, we are yes. losing our country. This republic yes. is hanging by a threat. It, it, the, this republic is hanging by a thread. And my message to 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 folks throughout South Carolina and the country is that once we have our nominee and Donald Trump is running away with it right now, once we have our nominee, we are to get behind the nominee and unify. And there is polling that's coming out now showing that he's up in Pennsylvania by seven points. He's up in South Carolina, Arizona, Florida, Wisconsin, even that that he's getting overwhelming support because people see that Joe Biden's policies are terrible for the country and they want a strong leader. And so when we have the nomination process, when it's over, we all need to unify behind the nominee and work like hell to make sure that we win back the White House. Because if we can't do that, then I, I really, I really fear what the consequences will be. If we lose the House, there are a lot of redistricting lawsuits over House seats, including mine. And so if they redraw all these lines to the favor of Democrats, we may not have the majority next year after the elections in the U.S. House. And we don't know if we'll, if we'll be able to flip the Senate or not. And so the White House is the most important uh, election next year because we can't secure the border without a strong conservative president who will shut it down. And um, you know, all those things are on the table right now. All of those things are on the table and critically important mm -hmm. to the future of the country. Uh, Congresswoman, we always give our guests, our, at least try to, uh, the last word here on The Great America Show. Uh, your concluding thoughts, if you would. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank, thank you, Lou. Uh, you do a great job of, of getting the message out to conservatives across the country. And so it's an honor to be on your program with you today. Um, the second thing that I want to do is give the American people hope and opportunity for the future. I really, truly believe in Mike Johnson as our party's leader in D.C. And I hope that your listeners will give him a chance, see how things go over the next couple of days, weeks and months and see how productive 
productive. See how hard he works. And then when you are happy with the outcome, pleased with the outcome, please reach out to those who've been supportive of him, who were supportive of vacating the former speaker, and make sure that your voices are heard and they know that you care, that you're watching, that you're listening, and you're paying attention. And I would ask your, your listeners as well that as we move forward in the months ahead and get into 2024, that they have as many conversations as they can with independent-minded voters and people because the 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 people who are in the middle are going to be the ones that determine the outcome of the election and we need to have these conversations with people and explain to them why why, why our conservative policies are the best for their children their grandchildren and our nation going forward because so much is at stake next year in 2024. And Joe Biden may well be the best piece of evidence that uh, uh, support what you've just said. I think the American people are clear on the, that issue now uh, and the importance of strong leadership in that White House. Uh, you and uh, your colleagues on the Oversight Committee, all of the investigating committees, Congresswoman, in my opinion, are heroes for this country. Uh, we salute you for what you've done and what you are doing uh, in service to the nation. Thanks so much. Representative Thank you. Nancy Mace. Our thanks to Representative Mace, and thank you, everybody, for being with us. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson. We'll be talking about the rise of anti-Semitism and pro-Palestinian radicalism on America's campuses, including, of course, Cornell University as well. And why, in this moment of what is obvious moral clarity, there is so much confusion among many of our young people in colleges and universities across the country. Please join us for that tomorrow. Join us each and every day. Till tomorrow, thanks, God bless you, and may God bless America.